0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Walleye Chronicles, where we talk about how we all grew up fishing and how it's made us the person we are. So today, I have one of the most amazing people in the Fox Valley that I'm aware of. This gentleman goes by a nickname. He was a firefighter. He's an entrepreneur. He's an inventor. He's a TikTok star. Now he's all over Facebook and he's making your life full of smiles every single day. I'd like to welcome Mr. Paul Coote-Williams. Thank you, sir. appreciate being here. How are you doing today, Paul?
1: A lot better than yesterday
0: (laughs) well that's good so i want to first go and we're going to get into all your products but i want to find out what your first experience fishing was
1: well i grew up on the north side of oshkosh bullhead fishing nice and all our my gang i call it uh we had a bullhead contest for a month so we had to catch the biggest bullhead in that month and then we had a plaque made up and all that and i won it that first year (laughs) do you still have that plaque I would have to look through my archives <laughs> for it. archives. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you grow up? Were you a uh, middle class kid? Did you have boats, shore fishing. We did uh, a lot of shore fishing, and my dad had a 1956 Lumacraft 14 foot boat with a 15 horse Johnson. Did it? And when I got old enough, I could actually drive that. But every time he took us out, we fished every Sunday in Salem Bay. And I always kept saying, how come we don't go way out there? He says, there's no fish in the middle of the lake. <laughs> oh, okay. So we always hung around the shorelines and a couple of reefs that we perch fished and all that. And Grandpa Williams, he liked casting Rapalas. Okay. And they were pretty expensive back in the day. And he was catching walleyes in the front of the boat, casting them, just thinking... That looks like fun. I need to do that. So that's how I kind of grew up with a Rapala back in the day.
0: Nice. So the boat, let's break down the boat a little bit. Did it have any problems? Was it one of the motors that it was like dad had to pump a couple times, prime a couple times, and then a certain amount of poles, or was it just a starting?
1: It, it started very well. Uh, we had it till I he gave it to me back in 19... 80 something, I think it was, and then we uh I got married and we ended up buying a 19 foot Spectrum bluefin boat, okay, which was cool. So, yeah, that boat got me through a lot of stuff, and I couldn't fish in very big waves like we can <laughs> now. So, but it was a lot of fun. Do you, um, what the first time you took
0: it out by yourself without dad around when he gave you the permission? Were you terrified?
1: Were you trying to sneak out a little deeper water? Well, the the oh. biggest thing was backing it in first. Learning how to do that with a Mustang. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, my 1967 Mustang had a hitch on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little interesting, and I think I believe I took my grandpa the first time with okay. me, so that was fun. I always love fishing with grandpas. Oh, I miss those guys, all that. Right? So. Did
0: you catch fish at day? perch perch yeah perch that was so what did you target most as a kid growing up was a walleye's perch or it bullheads?
1: was m- mostly uh, perch but if i was fishing from shore it would be bullheads in the springtime but eventually we would catch a few walleye's on the side you know that was a bonus fish for okay. us back in the day but we were always after perch all right that's cool
0: what what lure do you remember from as a kid besides the, the rapala what lure really kind of the, set you That you also now have in your, something you saw that you used back then that kind of morphed into what you do now?
1: Well, the red and white daredevil was huge back then. (laughs) We could actually see when dad would cast out, perch would follow it, and all of a sudden a walleye would bang it right off by the boat. You're like, whoa, did you see that? So we started buying more Rapala, I mean uh, uh, red and white uh, daredevils. So that was a good lure. I sometimes throw that out as a uh, trolling bait to to (laughs) spring back memories and see if it still works out there.
0: Well, that's that's the best part. It's the memories we get. So, if if I said, "What's the one thing that throws brings a memory back to you right away?" Is it a weather pattern? Is it a bait? Is it a color? Is it a smell? Is it time
1: of year? Or is it a person? It's probably a lot of those factors. When you when you when I'm thinking what you're talking about there, uh, the time and dates were probably. It's always on a good day. We never fished on rainy days, like we have to nowadays. It seems like, uh, like I said, grandpas were always great to take out there. Dad was great to take out there. I remember my brother and I would be swimming on the on Salem Bay. He, we'd be on one side of the boat, and mom and dad would be in the boat catching perch. And my brother and I are swimming, wow. and they're catching fish. And you know, oh that was pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. Um, so.
0: Do you have a big family? Just my brother and I. So were you guys were always out together or was it a.
1: Uh, uh, we kind of grew apart. He had his friends. I had my friends. My brother was not really into fishing like okay. I was. The Zepco 202 was a big, <laughs> big deal back then. I got, graduated up to a Zepco 600. Wow. There <laughs> yeah. you go. So.
0: Um, what, um, at what point did you realize in your childhood that you're like, I want to do this. Like, not necessarily become coots lures, but I want to have fishing part of my life all the time. Like a-
1: it's hard to pinpoint a special date. Um, I kind of grew into fishing from the bullheads and the, the perch, then into the walleye. Uh, I remember getting into the Otter Street tournament 1980, yeah. and there was pick a partner, or not pick a partner but draw a partner. And you each oh. have you had to have a boat, so you had to decide who's gonna fish in what boat each day. So that was quite unique. I got a guy from Nina. We had to go all the way up to fish by him. The next day I took him down by Oshkosh and fish down there. $30 for a hat. That's why I paid for it. That's <laughs> what it costs. And now what, four hundred dollars to get right. in? <laughs>
0: that would be an interesting concept to bring back. Right. Just everybody entering to see who you get each day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that'd be That'd be, that'd be something different. <laughs> um,
1: so growing up you f- did you fish every day was it after school was it oh mostly bullheads is at night yep that's when we always caught them uh we always had the <laughs> gas lanterns Um oh. the coleman's and all that kind of stuff so we don't have the high-tech flashlights on our hats and all that <laughs> kind of stuff so yeah it was pretty crude back then i had to make sure i set the rod right close to the water so i could actually watch that tip just move back and forth oh. so that's fun times i mean it's things have changed a lot oh yeah especially i don't pick night crawlers anymore <laughs> i go buy them i'm too fat and old to bend over and pick up crawlers
0: <laughs> yeah and they're pretty i think it's pretty readily available to us now where yes. back in the day if you didn't get to uh it wasn't uh, you know there's quite a few bait stores now but mm-hmm. you know it's not the same as it was you know every gas station sells crawlers it seems right, like nowadays. Yeah. i
1: sure do miss twos yes, twos, twos was a good yes one.
0: that was uh Closer to my home, so I had to go a little farther to get to where I got to get at, <laughs> yep. but uh, and especially right the landing there. Um What bait shops do you – speak of that, what do you remember growing up? Was it Twos? Was – I don't – I'm nuts. Well, Twos
1: Twos was a good one. The other one was on the Lakeshore Road, right on Winnebago. They used to sell a lot of minnows in the wintertime. I remember going there for ice fishing. Dad would buy the minnows there. It's just off – uh I mean, just – uh South of CP Street, it was. Okay. It was just like a normal house. It looked like the guy had a big, <laughs> big uh, um, tanks in his garage and all that kind of stuff. Nice to get
0: uh, any special lures and that from there. or just live bait. Just live bait. I it was much. live bait and hooks back in the day. Right. We much. didn't.
1: We didn't have jigging wraps and all that kind of fancy <laughs> stuff we do now. And hardly no plastic. It was all live bait minnows. What
0: What was the first plastic you had? Was it Mr. Twister? And did you love I
1: it? Bu- I believe saw so. Beetle Spin. Okay. I think it was. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow with a silver blade. <laughs> I think
0: actually I had one of those two as a child. That was, mm-hmm. I do you remember the beetle spins? Did you do much ice fishing?
1: Yes, yeah, a lot of ice fishing. Because that was a, a cheap way of going fishing, you could get out there. If you didn't have a boat, you couldn't get out there far enough. But uh, my dad gave me a story, but I think it was 1956 or 7. He actually got stranded on Winnebago and they had to go off the east shore because the crack opened up so oh. wide that they couldn't get across.
0: Wowzers. How was drilling a hole back in the day? You obviously had more ice. You had more ice. You had less technology, no batteries, and a sharp
1: chisel and a lot of this. <laughs> you started a hole like this, and you ended up with a hole down like that because there was a lot of ice back then. Yeah. And if somebody had a power auger, I became friends with him real quick. <laughs> I bet
0: the sound of the jiffy with the one handle was probably yeah, the suicide one, right? <laughs> so that was that. Um, as much as you get out ice fishing then as if, much
1: as i could every weekend you know i had full-time jobs all yeah. since i've been 16 i've been working every day
0: okay so you didn't have did you have a shack or did you were just are you just straight winging it just yeah, it was as much sitting closer? on a bucket pretty much
1: yeah <laughs> we didn't have shacks back then and i uh i think it was 81 or 82 i built a I want to say probably one of the first portable shanties out there i had a canvas size and fold up and tear apart and all that kind of stuff and i noticed these sturgeon guys were had to burn their shacks out there they couldn't get them off i oh. thought why would you spend all that kind of money and you had to burn it down I said why don't you just make a canvas one and you could pull it, alter mm-hmm. it, and out. Like I still have that, so my wow. wife said I should bring that out and take some video and pictures. That'd be of pretty that. cool. I yeah. like to
0: see a video of that. We can do an old. We could do an old Skym day. We go out and yeah. use everything old. Yeah. we do you chisels. Go. do chisels. Nothing crazy for baits. No electronics, and just kind of wing winging. See what happens. Some small maps.
1: That, that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, winging it with no electronics. That'd be really interesting. Right?
0: I couldn't imagine going out now without having that stuff. And right. That's kind of how you grew up. I mean, is that so? Did you learn from? Like was it maps or was it just like other people telling you of where to go or just kind of I'm going to walk out 100 yards here, see what happens? And drop the,
1: the old <laughs> GPS is right here. Okay, remember that tree and that silo over here trying to make a triangle? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, the tree's grown and the silos got taken down. So. Right,
0: so you're stuck. Yeah. You're looking for it. Um, yeah, It's it's funny how things change so much from from generation mm. to generation. I mean,
1: for the better, I would assume. I would say so. The is old days you were fishing nowadays you're catching that's true because you're finding fish and now you just got to figure out what they want yeah you know just like the live scopes virgins and all that kind of stuff sure you can see all the fish down there but you still got to make them bite it's like bringing a horse to water you can't yeah. make them drink the water
0: yeah yeah that's the kind of the worst part sometimes you're looking at the live scope you can see them there or the cameras when you can stare at these fish for hours and they don't it's frustrating it's very frustrating <laughs> that's why i don't it's even want one of my
1: book is i really no, i don't want to do that
0: right and has, you can get s- you know, fixated on them too and just mm-hmm. stick with mm-hmm. that where, you know, back in the day I was think it was more fixated on just getting out and spending time right. on the time outside. Um. So what are some people that you, that you were out with that do the friends you remembered that you know, any, any awesome moments you had or the biggest fish you your kid or what's the best moment of your early childhood, not early childhood above your.
1: Well, uh, I can say back in the eighties ice fishing and we were off of Murdoch street, probably a mile out, walked out. and we're all sitting on buckets and that ice shifted so hard it knocked us off our buckets and that really kind of freaked us all out i said i think we need to get off the lake (laughs) i didn't know what was going on i said i don't think we better be out here but we had like 12 inches of ice Wow! but that was kind of freaky um probably catching my 49 inch 34 pound muskie with my dad at the 41 bridge jigging wow. for walleyes wow. uh i set the hook and i thought i had a sturgeon i'm horsing it you know thinking mm-hmm. it's also just laid it on top of the water like holy moly look at the of this. it's a muskie and it was october 25th i remember that 1984 and uh I told Dad, i said i don't even know if this thing's in season so we went down by curly he owned rainbow baits and tackle back in the day yep. He said, oh yeah that's open till november 30th i got it mounted you know everybody's criticized. oh you should have rep well they didn't have replicas no, back then it, no. i only paid two dollars an inch <laughs> now that's <laughs> cheap when
0: you look at it but that's super cheap. that
1: baby's still hanging on my barn wall What would you uh what color dig what uh, that your... was lime green lime green uh quarter ounce stinger hook yeah. minnow minimum <laughs> yep 1984 that's that's crazy
0: um what kind of pull
1: oh know. god i would have to say that was probably my spinning rod and reel that i got from my mom and dad for my graduation they also gave me a tackle box and i still got them both yet <laughs> gotta hang on to that kind of stuff it is
0: that's that's kind of the best part the memories kind of come from that stuff mm-hmm. like, you know the old old lures you have do you have any old lures that you had from your childhood that you put away and never, never going to use again or
1: well, I still still carry some in the boat, the old Countdown Rapalas. Mm. You know, sometimes I'll go pull those on top of the reefs, you know.
0: Do you ever so, worry if you lose one?
1: <laughs> well, it is what it is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I can't do nothing about it. So do you, like when that, that
0: muskie caught, did you put that, that jig aside or do you? No, it's in it, its mouth. It's in its mouth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like my first
1: seven-pound walleye, it's got that thirty second ounce jig in its mouth. Wow. Well, how are you fishing for that? that one was up in eagle river and it was getting really uh getting dark a friend of mine owned a cabin up there and we caught a lot of perch and i said i'm gonna go jig this shore about three four feet of water if that and mm-hmm. just also caught that thing and we always had a, a bet during the day who caught the biggest walleye you and know, all that and i kept winning it all the time up there you're too good for up here you don't come no more <laughs>
0: <laughs> got to put a uh a, a, a thing on you you have to like uh, uh you have to be a certain amount of pounds to yeah. get there Um, what, uh, what, um, what things from your childhood do you take with you? Childhood fishing do you take with you today? So what things did you learn as a young angler that you used as a firefighter, as an entrepreneur, as a doing social media stuff? What, what do you think? How, how do those lessons or what lessons from your youth fishing did you take from your future?
1: I'm trying to be more patient, (laughs) understanding what I'm trying to do. Try to verbally communicate with people how I do things and why I do things. There are certain things the way I do in my boat. After watching all these videos, I really like videotaping and watching people net and catch their fish. It is hilarious (laughs) how they can screw up right and i have a certain way that i want to net the fish and also bring the fish in Mm -hmm. i just had an incident a couple weeks ago i had the barb carrying her girls wisconsin women up in green bay and they wanted to learn how to troll so we're bringing in this walleye most of the time when i have a walleye on i always say keep the rod out and pulling towards the bow of the boat this lady she pulled it straight in well, what happened? The hook came out of the fish and slammed one of the girls and got her caught. Uh. so That's why we wear glasses, sunglasses, <laughs> hats. Yep, yep. You know, stuff happens. It really does. And this That's is the way I'm trying to teach people. And a lot of time when I get people in a the boat, they're fixed on looking at that fish. They're not paying attention where they're reeling or mm-hmm. I'm trying to coach them where to go and how to do it. Right. <laughs> and I get a lot of bloopers, which are great.
0: <laughs> so what's your biggest blooper?
1: Probably last year when I lost that 10-pound-plus wall in the net, it just, whoop like, whoop, whoop. what the hell does happen here? And the guy said, ah, don't worry about it. I said, okay, but I'm really mad I missed him. Now I have a bigger net now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, my kid just put his out uh, today. Uh, I think it was last year year before. He loses a board he goes in after it. He ones for it you made, you,
0: i thought you made him do that
1: <laughs> i did i threw him in <laughs> you get that board i need that thing back <laughs>
0: that's the best i mean i do like that about film and stuff as you see things mm-hmm. you know, to work on or whatever i actually had a a, a moment during end of a this last week where we had a, a net issue and i looked back at it and i was afraid that i was going to be mean and a terrible mm-hmm. i'm like Man, you're growing up. You were patient with them. You told them to relax. You told them, you know, I walked them through the steps. I'm like, I, you know, 10 years ago, that would not probably not have been me. I've been, you know, more of a little yeah. more aggressive probably, but it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't really help. I guess like you yeah. said before, you got to kind of teach people what they're, what you're looking for them to do.
1: Right, because when you're in that situation, you don't know experiences at mm-hmm. all with that guy, and you got to be right. calm, collective, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay, it happened. It's the way it is. Let's move on. Let's do something better yep. and different. So, Yeah,
0: but that's your point. Patience does patience does come from fishing.
1: I mean, <laughs> even though
0: you're a little more catchy nowadays, but it does come from fishing. You know yeah. what
1: fishing's all about? Yeah. Well, it's what's one it? jerk waiting for another jerk. <laughs> right, pretty much.
0: <laughs> I always think to myself, I, I drop something down, I'm like, you know, I would eat that. What are they waiting for? I mean, if you throw a night crawl in the back of a spinner, and it's, that's the most beautiful thing to me in the world. It's like, mm-hmm. I would, you roll that past me right now. I'm going to be eating at it. You know, it's, but
1: it's, you could throw the ugliest thing. Like, why would they want this? And they, they take it all day. Right. That's as that weird. Um, what
0: about mishaps, misfortunes in the boat?
1: i got all kinds of them (laughs) do you have
0: uh do you break anything bones i mean everybody gets the hooks in them Uh, i
1: had one hook two years ago and lucky it was just a little hook in the finger so that wasn't too bad and i did a video on how you take it all out and they took it down on me i says well this is educational. i'm trying to teach people how to take this hook out and all that uh back in 2020 going to lake erie for the fall brawl uh we get down by west bend we hit a deer so i got the damage on the truck i said well if there's nothing leaking fluid wise we're good it's just cosmetic he says okay we'll go so we get in ohio we get out gas my son says what happened to your trailer here are the tires on a 45 degree angle i says well that looks like a broken axle he says okay aaron you start calling around looking for a welder Mm -hmm. and uh, he was doing that and all of a sudden this guy pulls up in a white town truck I says, hey, you got a wire feed welder at your township? He says, yeah. I says, okay, can I, can I rent it? He says, yeah, no problem. Come on over. So I get over there. He's got all the right tools for me. So I jack this thing up. I look under to see why it broke. Well, he missed like a quarter inch of the weld. So you know it's going to be bad. Uh-huh. So I jack it all up. I hammer it all back. I put it in all in place, reweld it, and we're fishing that night. So oh. everybody was like, "Holy moly!" You went that through is... all that to catch fish. Yeah,
0: why wouldn't we? Right? right? You went all that all that way. What about on the lake? Did ever had any incidents like? Uh...
1: Mm, well, let's see. Back in uh, I think it was early two thousand Lake Erie. Uh, we were fishing at night and the Northeaster came up, and we we're oh. 10 miles out of port. You talk about white knuckles trying to get back. And uh, I told him, I said, just, we'll be okay. We're in a 20 foot boat. No yep. problems. Just hang on. We'll take it nice and easy. Yep. And my uncle was scared to death. I said, don't worry. We'll get you back. And we did. How, how long to take you me back? Well, I would say good hour.
0: For the full version of this podcast, check out Fix TV. And remember, follow me on the talk at Smile and Fish and everywhere else at Matt Snell.